0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: I'm Tamara Thomas, editor-in-chief of urbanhealthtoday.com, part of the Gakwar family of medical news sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. People are aware, I hope, of the baby formula shortage across the country.
0: That feels like a panic.
1: Well, I mean, if you
0: can't feed your baby,
1: that is definitely a panic. What's more, yeah, what is more panic-inducing than that? Jeez. My God. And so, Lou, uh, before I start in on... What I I was going to talk about the history of it, but do you want to give a recap of since you've been following this very closely? Okay.
2: Well I'll start out I'm gonna start out with ancient history usually the way I do right the last, <laughs> the last time there was a baby shortage problem in the world, which was a child baby
1: formula shortage baby, well, it wasn't baby a shor- It wasn't a shortage. What happened is they were not using formula they were using right. they were substituting melamine
0: right Oh, I remember that that was right.
1: awful and babies yeah. were
2: getting very but sick and dying and then so, they, they yeah. shot them
1: and, and put them to death. Yeah the reason yeah. you
2: get to oh my god. The, the reason you get to shortages, I'm sorry, is that, you know, there are problems with the product,
3: right? So I'm
2: just saying the last time there was a product problem mm-hmm. was in China and the people that knew about it and tried to cover it up or did nothing about it and didn't take immediate steps, they were shot,
3: right?
2: So that's how seriously people take a problem with baby formula the last thing you want to do is endanger it yeah
1: and this is a nation of like one babies and the, the, the people's yeah. like one and only babies were dying
2: wow, wow. Oh, yeah. so just to put it in perspective this is a very touchy situation that yeah. should never get this so what happened is in uh, you september, got that in right in september of last year uh you had a few babies um get sick couple of babies get sick two babies and two or three got sick and two passed away oh
1: my god
2: and um so it wasn't a lot given how many you know the product was similac which is Abbott. and Abbott uh, labs okay Abbott labs and uh what happened there you know basically since the the one common thread in all the all the babies that got sick was that it was similac now on one side, you could say, "Okay, that's a smoking gun." On the other side, Similac Similac is the number one and there's about fifty percent market share. So, fifty percent of all kids or babies are are taking Similac. The next biggest one is infant Wow. So, so you know, just to say that they were on Similac doesn't mean that it was a problem. Now. Let's go a step further. Here they, he
1: goes with his big pharma. All right, go there ahead. was an let
2: inspection. <laughs> there was an inspection in the plant.
1: He's defending them and already. No, I'm not. Damn. All right.
2: Okay. They could find no direct, they looked at the batches, they looked at what the babies were drinking. They could not find a direct link toward that That said that this contamination led was to, a, direct, a
1: direct result wasn't
2: of the similar. There, you know there, it is also possible that people did not use proper hygiene not blaming the mothers but sometimes bottles sit for a long time they don't get washed properly uh, you think you press one cycle and you didn't press one cycle anything could happen right so there's there's that but let's put that in the parking lot well no think- because
1: i remember i you know i used to be part of a mommy group yeah. and what happened was one of the mommies. Um, her baby mm-hmm. got really sick her son and she had to take him to the emergency room oh and, yeah and when they they examined the baby it turns out that she gave the baby the wrong bottle she'd given the baby an old bottle mm-hmm. so she didn't empty the old bottle and wow. stuff like that and so she um she you know mm-hmm. she probably made a bottle got the bottles mixed up and gave the baby the the wrong bottle and the baby got very, very sick, and she had to take the baby to the emergency room. Right. And thank goodness he wow. survived. And you know they they acted quickly and they found out in time. Right. So. But you know these things do happen. So go ahead.
2: That said, now that that said, when the inspections did take place, mm-hmm.
1: but we uh, don't know the details of what happened to those babies. And at the end of the
2: at day, at the end of the day, they could. The only yeah. thing we could do, not do is find. You know they they looked at the formula and could find nothing wrong within that formula. Uh-huh. That said, all of these babies, you know, had were from Abbott mm-hmm. and and the, when there was an inspection in the plant, there were some safety and cleanliness that that's um, the
1: Sturgis Michigan
2: right, um, plant right. okay, problems that happened. Um, so so you know, the FDA said, well, and it was pretty much voluntary too. The last thing, the last thing that Abbott wants to do is have like some major, you know, lawsuit, scandal yeah. and lawsuit and and really lose their business because after that there's no coming back. Yeah, you know, right. There is coming back after this, but mm-hmm. they've been pretty diligent about it. They shut down production. They cleaned up everything. However, when they shut down production, they shut down production nationwide. So, that, oh. yeah, so, they,
1: so they didn't just shut down Michigan, they shut down all of the plants. Was this was a voluntary on they their part? They just
2: shut it, it all down. They wanted to look at their manufacturing. Um, FDA intervened, and this is what happens when the FDA intervenes. FDA intervened and said, we're gonna shut you down for 90 days at least, and we'll tell you when you can start up again. The plants were clean, ready to go but you know our fda took a lot of time in saying okay you're ready to get done
0: wait 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 so was the fda 90 days was that punitive or was that a safety measure
2: we're going to take a time out make sure that everything is fine and we're going to to shut you down for 90 days so you can do these instructions blah 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 but did they
1: did they say we're going to shut down the Michigan plant or did they say we're, we're going to shut you down across the nation
2: across the nation
1: okay so what was the voluntary part then
2: well at was first, it a voluntary
1: recall or what was what was well, the voluntary yeah, the,
2: the Abbott did a voluntary recall of the product
3: oh wow. it started out as
2: voluntary they included the FDA the FDA said well let's shut down the nation until we say it's okay until we say go
1: even though they didn't find evidence of wrongdoing or
2: there unsanitary they, conditions. there were They were safety violations. They were, In the other
1: ones they, outside you of the plan Once
2: you do these reviews, you're gonna find all sorts of stuff going on. Mm. So everything was cleaned, uh, you know, mm-hmm. procedures had to be followed, there were procedures that were not being followed. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the course. That that happens, you know, it happened with the COVID vaccines. And right. it, it happens with any major drug.
3: Right,
2: uh, right. or any major product that's being mass produced. Right. Uh, especially in these envi- in this environment where you got people in and out, you got, you know, sometimes the regular crew is not there, mm-hmm. uh, labor shortages. Some right. of it they blame on just supply and late. You know, when you're talking about supply chain, supply chain is not only the truck that takes it from point A to point B it's the and it's not all just the uh, powder some of it has to be refrigerated properly it has to get from the factory to the store shelf at a, at a decent time there, there's a lot of things that happen
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: so there were some uh violations found again none of them linked to the death directly but they were violations that had to be cleaned up
3: right okay
2: and to bureaucracy there is government bureaucracy. Enter the fact that the new trade agreements that we have prohibited us from importing it from Canada for whatever reason. Abbott uh,
1: also in Canada.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I see. So they huge, couldn't even
1: call in any from. They
2: couldn't call in and say, "Hey,
1: can you send us some from our Canada factory?" Yeah,
2: Can you send us? They couldn't cross the border. Oh wow. So. Oh. Uh, so we got left with Enfamil. Then then start panic buying because every parent knows there's a shortage. So if God forbid you see an NPML on the shelf, you buy. Hey, look!
0: You I'm better grab it.
1: it. Yeah.
2: Ensure also got shut down as a result of this.
1: Yeah. And care and Elementum, which is yeah. for, you for, know, for, the, for oh, because yeah. they're all at the same factories.
2: Yes. Yep. They, same they
1: factories. make they make nutritional oh. supplements for you know for very young and the very
2: yeah. ill and very old. Yeah. It's pretty much the same product, uh, you know, just a little different. So anyway. There, there was a thing so whenever i saw insure on a shelf i, I would i would literally uh because i i you know i've said it before i care for two aging parents i would Yeah, a
0: lot there. of seniors take insure
2: oh yeah i would literally fill up my shopping cart with insure wow And just purchase is every insure bottle that i could find
3: oh man and i
2: would i would lead to the shortage because whatever insure was there is gone but I would go to seven, eight stores.
0: Oh, my gosh. You were stockpiling that insure. No,
2: I, would to CV- no, I, I wouldn't find it. You go to CVS, no
0: insurance. Oh, you weren't getting it.
2: No sure You couldn't get it. Then all of a sudden, I'd see it in the supermarket in... You know, that mentality takes over. It's kind of like toilet paper during cold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you start getting, you start like in your mind running through these scenarios. And, and oh, you I just gotta, clear the shelf and take what it What if I need because... to poo there's no toilet paper? What am I going to do? You know? Yeah. What <laughs> happens then? You know?
0: How that hunter-gatherer like thing clicks in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that would click in. And uh, all of a sudden I, uh, you know, would buy it. So people started hoarding. Once the hoarding started, you can't get the supply. Forget it. It's like the perfect storm. There's mm. nothing on the shelves, and the wow. FDA was taking its time. So after like the so after the news
1: coverage,
2: after news coverage, and
1: and, and asking the FDA, and, well, what happened? I remember seeing um, recently uh, the FDA was on, I think CNBC, and they were asking about those, yeah. and and the guy says, well, it's not an issue of of supply chain, it's an issue of uh, getting them to the shelves.
2: Yeah, and um, and look uh, what happened. I think the final change was uh, Pete Buttigieg was on, on all the the, the network tour, mm-hmm. and he. That's the
1: transportation secretary, by the way. People.
2: Yeah, and and basically the supply chain supply chain problems have been uh, delegated to him, so. He did a one station, and it went great. They gave him a lot of swap questions. He answered them, no harm, no foul. Then he went on the financial news station, um, and it didn't go so well. Uh, they they pretty much held his feet to the fire and said, well, what's taking so long? And he really didn't have an answer. Uh, then he, you know, I, I take my hat off to him. He goes to the left and to the right of stations. Then he went out to Fox, and... Uh, uh-huh there he was skewered <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> like like you know they really went into it. so you know after that that afternoon all of a sudden the FDA um, announces the consent decree said you know what I guess you could start again to to think that you know Pete going on all these stations and not having it's not a coincidence. I, I really think yeah. that as soon as he got off, he said, "Get me the phone here." It's like this it's, was
1: embarrassing. We've it, got what to
2: do something, F, guys. Come yeah. on! Is there wow! It's like get it started, yeah. And
1: so we get into the part that I'm about to uh, read, which is the the consent decree. So recently, Baby Formula producer Abbott announced that it had reached a deal with Food and Drug Administration laying out a path to reopen a factory in Sturgis, Michigan that shut down amid recalls earlier this year, contributing to the current shortage. In a statement, the company confirmed that it has entered into a consent decree with the FDA in which the agency and company agree on the benchmarks required to resume production and ensure the facility meets safety guidelines. If a court approves the agreement, the Michigan site could restart restart in two weeks. The site would initially produce specialty metabolic formulas, Elecare and Alimentum, followed by Similac and eventually other formulas, food and drug officials said. Our number one priority is getting infants and families the high quality formulas they need. And this is a major step toward reopening our Sturgis facility so we can ease the nationwide formula shortage. We look forward to working with the FDA to quickly and safely reopen the facility, said Chairman and CEO Robert B. Ford. We know millions of parents and caregivers depend on us, and we're deeply sorry that our voluntary recall worsened the nationwide formula shortage. I like how they're falling on the sword for this one. We will work hard to re-earn the trust that moms, dads, and caregivers have placed in our formulas for more than 50 years. In a statement issued by the Department of Justice, Attorney General Merrick Garland said, the actions we are announcing today will help to safely increase the supply of baby formula for families. The Justice Department will vigorously enforce the laws ensuring the safety of our food and essential consumer products. and We will work alongside our partners across government to help make sure those products are available to the American people. In a CNN interview, FDA commissioner Dr. Robert Califf, had presented a somewhat rosy timeline for reopening the facility. He had predicted that once a deal was struck, the factory could reopen and resume producing formula within two weeks and be back to normal a few weeks later. However, Abbott said things will not move quite that fast. From the time Abbott restarts the site, it will take six to eight weeks before product is available on shelves, noted in its statement. Once it does, Abbott says it will start producing the formulas. Additionally, the FDA announced increased flexibilities on the importation of baby formula from foreign countries to help alleviate the shortage. I really hate that we've come to this in America of all places. You know, how did we get here? I mean, you just explained how we got here, but- <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm this- yeah, By the way, that was the best explanation of the reason for the baby formula sort- shortage I've heard. It was very clear.
1: Yes, thank you for that. That's uh, Well, in the meantime, you know, here's what you can do to keep your baby healthy and, and fed. Shop beyond the grocery store. You may be surprised to find a better supply at convenience store chains, local pharmacies and baby specialty stores in your area. Manufacturer websites often have information on where to find stock, so you can usually even check before you make the drive. If all else fails, you can also order infant formula directly from the manufacturer. Most manufacturers seem to have full stock and can even offer discounts on subscription orders to ensure you never run out. Ask your pediatrician for assistance. According to Adam Barcella, a pediatrician at Northwest Medical Central DuPage Hospital in Winfield, Illinois, your own pediatrician will likely have a host of solutions for you should you be unable to find your preferred brand of baby formula. Your pediatrician should be able to triage and troubleshoot for you, he says. If your baby requires a specialized formula, your pediatrician can call in for medical requests to get them exactly what they need. Barcelo also says that most pediatrician's offices can help in the event of an emergency. Try a new baby formula brand. As new moms know, there is a lot of brand loyalty when it comes to formula. Changing baby formulas can be scary and cause varying issues if it's done too rapidly. But know that trying a new formula can be done safely. According to Barcella, you may actually find a brand that you like even better than the one you previously pledged loyalty to. It's important to consult your pediatrician about how to make the transition easier on your baby's delicate digestive system, but that doesn't mean that transitioning to another brand isn't an option to explore. Talk with your baby's pediatrician about options and alternatives which they can guide you through. Start your baby on solid foods. You should continue feeding with formula until your baby turns one year old. But if your child is over six months old, you can start to supplement nutrition with some solids. The CDC recommends that.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!"
1: to introduce one solid food at a time to monitor for food intolerance and allergies. A good place to start is with fortified cereal, mashed bananas or avocado, or even well-cooked and pureed meat, poultry, and beans. Give breast milk a try. While we are aware that many families use formula because they either need to supplement, can't breastfeed, or prefer not to, your own breast milk isn't the only option for your baby. There are breast milk banks that can provide safe pasteurized breast milk for your baby. Informal breast milk sharing, even between friends and community members, is not recommended for health and safety reasons, so it's best to consult a regulated breast milk bank. And never make your own baby formula. There has been an uptick in online searches for how to make baby formula, but all oh, experts- I bet. This is one thing you should never feed your baby. Do not dilute baby formula. If you're running low on supply, you may be tempted to dilute the formula you have on hand. Barcella cautions caregivers to never dilute breast milk. Extra water can be dangerous to baby. Diluting formula or breast milk can interfere with an infant's ability to absorb nutrients. This can cause seizures, brain damage, and in extreme cases, death. Skip Ooh. the baby formula substitutes. While it may be tempting to try goat milk, how dare they pan. Goat milk? <laughs> or other milk alternatives in place of baby formula. Know that unless your child is old enough to drink cow's milk and you are looking for an alternative, it's not considered safe to swap cow or goat milk for formula. The concentration of proteins in each can cause severe dehydration in babies and can result in hospitalization. I don't know. Some of this doesn't sound well thought out, but it's what the doctor says. And so we're going to go with what the doctor says. Uh, I'm just wondering if you live in a medical desert, how do you coordinate with a pediatrician to get, oh man, uh, what if you don't have a car, how do you do that? What if you don't have a credit card? How do you get, um, how do you get in touch with a manufacturer to have you go to the website and have that shipped to you? What if you don't
0: have, who
1: coordinates a breast milk bank, breast milk bank? Well, what if you don't have a breast milk bank in your area? Yeah. And then what, what's the fee for that? Is that free? How does that work? Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that I think are not fully thought out in this. You know, this, this are, makes a lot of assumptions about people's abilities to, to get their hands on things. But okay, I mean, we're, we're gonna go with that. And we're gonna assume that. that you have a car, that you have a credit card, that you have um, great working internet, um, and that you have a pediatrician. And if you have all of those things, then this sounds great. But if you don't have all of those things, then what the
0: hell are you gonna do because you still need to feed your baby? I, I'm just wondering, any thoughts? Not to mention the panic induction—you know, being panic induced with sleep deprivation of being like a new parent <laughs> and all that stuff that goes on, good God. That's and then funny. you have to be able to be organized enough to, uh, to make all this happen. Uh, my hat's off to all moms right now. I wonder how many people are feeling pressured to try breastfeeding again after they've stopped. like how how does that production work? I mean, that's, that's the thing. What if you'
1: sure. got to work and you don't have a pump to pump milk to leave?
0: Yes, and pumps aren't cheap. I mean, I know you can rent it, but still you need all the accessories. That's not cheap either. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, your thoughts, Lou.
2: I got a a lot of thoughts here. So I'll I'll start with the first one, is in this environment that we're living in, you know, call it the post-pandemic phase or whatever, recovery phase, the new shortage phase, whatever you want to call this phase, it's good to have a plan B and a plan C. And I think you got to start early on with your child to say, hey, look, if, if my breast milk dries up, if my formula dries up, uh, by drying up means that it's no longer being manufactured and I don't have access to it. Uh, what, are, what are my alternatives? And make sure that your child is raised in a, um, a, um,
1: I think a this flexible country format. Should, I think this country should really look into expanding breast milk banks yeah. and, should re- and, and lactation specialists and hospitals should really encourage um, more breast milk banks yeah. and, and and educate yeah. people about the importance of
0: human milk for human babies. Yeah. Have they been advanced in the last few years? Is there Are there more breast milk uh, banks than there used to be? Because many years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I, I don't remember that being such, like you had to be connected with the hospital mm-hmm. to get
3: mm-hmm.
0: access to a breast milk bank back then. And also it never occurred to me when I had my little guy like that um, there would ever be a shortage of formula. Like I breastfed as long as I could, but uh, you know, it was difficult. And so uh, it never occurred to me. So this is a whole new world, like, and that's just smart. Have a plan B and a plan C. Well,
1: I I breastfed, but I also, I did not use Similac or Enfamil. I did not use any cow-based um, milk formula. Yeah. I, I did use goat milk based formulas, um, which I did discuss it with my pediatrician at the time. I didn't just do this on my own. Right. I brought in, I did create a formula. I mean, I didn't create it off the top of my head. I found it. But you know, I brought it into her and she looked at the nutrients and she and she she approved it. The only thing she she didn't like about it was that it was a little low on iron. But mm-hmm. where she was developmentally at that point, Um, her rationale was, well, she still has, I think she was under six months old at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, she had said, look, she still has stores from before she, before I gave birth to her. So Mm -hmm. she was okay with it. But I mean, I I could see a scenario where she said, okay, well, you've got to give her some polyvisol or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this was a discussion that I had, um, with the pediatrician. I didn't just take on my own and do it. And I did create, you know, I used a recipe and I created a a goat milk formula for her that she was very happy with and she thrived and she, and she, so I didn't use Similac and anything else. So I I can't really relate to that, but I, I think I would be out of my mind if that were, if it were a situation, because at one point my milk just stopped. I forgot. Uh, she gave me some stupid piece of advice and I followed it and I, sh- I should have followed my instinct. And then next thing I know, I did I couldn't pump for a day or something. It was something. Oh she- yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and did you ever get mastitis? Like I had double mastitis. It was constant. And I only managed to breastfeed like 18 weeks. Like I really wanted to go longer, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah, It felt like you're tied to that pump, by the way. Like it was like you was couldn't get anything relief. done. You were 24-7 pumping. That's what I remember it was anyway.
1: It such a relief when you did it. It was like, oh, where's that pump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then I would just, you know, just stockpile all the milk. And, you know, and she always had milk. She always had her little bottle of milk. And I always felt very good that she had her milk. But when that happened, you know, so I'm just imagining I'm a parent. I've got, uh, I can't breastfeed. You know, these people are telling me to try breast milk. If I could breastfeed, I would, but I can't eat a whole. And I, you know, I'm out of right. formula and I can't find formula. I, I, I lose my mind. I absolutely yeah. lose my mind.
0: I also remember how much formula, like, cause I think we did Similac and I just remember how much formula, cause you, you can't save the, once you you can't you have to be careful with your similac you can't or your formula you can't like you were saying you have to make sure it's not old formula right. so right. there probably was a fair amount wasted you know <laughs> where like okay we already prepared that and we didn't use it so it's got to go and i'll right. make sure right. Right.
1: you have to use the bottle by a certain time you can't just so system. now
0: i worry for parents who are like trying to like absolutely ration it and you know maybe I like oh, I-
1: trying to dilute I right. really- or giving the baby less milk and stuff like that. I hope communities are pooling their assets together okay. to help babies.
2: Yeah. Another thought that this brings to mind, then you know, we're gonna be covering this more and more in the future, is these uh, virtual uh, you know, 360 degrees physician type portals or A- that use AI and give you all sorts of resources and all of that. More and more parents are going to be needing that 360 type uh, uh, relief. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, we have a pandemic, and this pandemic or pandemic that's almost over. Uh, but I guess they call it a Tell that to the there. virus. Yeah, well, well, tell that to the TV people. I want to keep it going. They're getting great. Tell eggs. that to the
1: virus.
3: Well, but <laughs>
2: uh, after that, it's not going anywhere. It's just, it's just there. It seems that it's going to stay there, and you'll get it three, four, five times. But what what is happening is, who's got time to go to a pediatrician's office and sit there all day, especially with if the stuff that you can uh, cover can be covered over a uh, Zoom call or over right. a phone call or over, right. over 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 a screen, you know, right. the screen, um, which is more and more the way it's going to be doing. Number two, there's a lot of resources that you need in coordination of care. That's more and more needed. If your pediatrician knows of, let's say, a local store that has it or has these resources or can suggest things, there's a lot of tools there that you go. So more and more, the attractiveness of having virtual virtual care sites and care sites that are AI or care sites that just deal with one, one type of function are becoming more and more popular. Think of it as, uh, as uh, you know, Peloton has taken over, and MyX Fitness have taken over the uh, workout uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they have this wide range of workouts that you do, and it's your resource and all that. Is it the only place you can get it? No, nobody's telling you it's the only place, but it's a very convenient place. It, it worked as Zoom. Uh, people use that, and I think more and more care is gonna go that way but in addition to having your, your teleconference you, you're you're gonna need parent resources.
1: Well you know what I'm, I'm glad that you said that but I'm gonna take it a step further or maybe a step back and say that mommy groups mm-hmm. uh, ah. there need to be I think more mommy groups would be the answer. So for example if I were still part of the mommy group that I was in and you know this was happening during our time. I can't imagine a scenario where we're not sharing with each other. I've I've got a, you know, I found here in New York, I've got a store that's got some, you know, let me ship you each a couple of uh, bottles of of Similac. Do you
0: know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I bet that's going on village approach that
1: we need more of that um, where we look out for one another. I think that's, that's kind of what we need right now where we pull assets. And we help one another. And maybe that sounds pie in the sky. And is that the society we live in anymore? But I really think that's that's kind of what we need if we're gonna go the um, the online route is that we really need to form these um, digital villages to help each other get through uh, these kinds of times.
2: Well, in, in your first story you know about about your experience, if there was a coordination of care and <laughs> you had a way of bringing in all these people together uh-huh. on a, on a- extended chat it doesn't even have to be live uh-huh. if everybody would could have, conti- could have contributed and been on there and been on the same page well they were on a, they
1: were on they weren't all talking to each other they just weren't talking to me okay and, well, I they, think, they, and i don't think and i don't think they included and i don't that, think they that's, and i don't right. think they included no. the lead position in that, in no, that chat that's they were talk, right <laughs> I think I think that they thought that it was a three sixty. Yeah, the three sixty
2: months then. Yeah, but exactly. No, it, it has to include the patient. The right. patient's voice have to, right. has to be included yeah. there. Absolutely. And 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 that has to that has to happen. Um, so so yeah. more and more, you know, we have to find ways to use technology to um, to uh, facilitate and to, to help us get to what we need to do because it's no longer. Just go to your doctor and come back, and it's over. There's a lot of things now that are going on. There's a lot of rolling things. Does my kidney need a booster? Does the, is there the baby formula? Is there this? And I'm just talking about pediatrician. Uh, what is this kid.
3: rash? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it no longer happens at the institution. Things have gotten a little bit too complex. Yeah um you know what's covered by insurance what is not covered by insurance how can we how can we look is there an alternative Mm -hmm. all those questions need to be answered and i think that technology can help i agree closer not fixing this is not technology fixes it right but technology can help us get it yeah closer yeah to to that. that that's true
1: All right, so we're going to take a quick break and we're we're going to be back because I I definitely want to talk about the anti-Patty (laughs) Dupont. And we're back and we're we're almost out of time, but I just wanted to cover two things here. One is that the FDA has authorized COVID boosters for younger kids now. A third dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is authorized for kids ages five to 11 years old. While it has largely been the case that COVID-19 tends to be less severe in children than adults, the Omicron wave has seen more kids getting sick with the disease and being hospitalized, and children may experience longer-term effects even following initially mild disease, said FDA Commissioner Robert Califf in a statement. Ooh, finally, I can get my little one a booster. Uh, All right. Numbers going up across the country, This is it's perfect timing, so that's great. And speaking of, of COVID, I just have to end with this one. Patty LuPone let an audience member have it about um, anti-masking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Film, TV, and Broadway star Patti LuPone had some sharp words for an audience member who was not wearing her mask properly. This happened at the Broadway show company. Um, they had a Q&A after the show when LuPone spotted the audience member wearing her mask improperly. Let's listen over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. If you don't wanna fall on the road, salary i'm entitled to expose my nose and potentially infect everyone around me because i paid to be here
0: wow
1: <laughs> rock on patty lupon <laughs> i'm here for it i just wanted to share that with everyone <laughs> I use that
2: like next time somebody wants
0: to... Sheila I have it <laughs> <laughs> oh man said, who do you think you are with that broadway projecting voice I all of it
1: you. she but that's not the first time she's called people out before but did any of that rock on patty oh my goodness yeah. go to urbanhealthweekly.com for the links to these articles remember you only have one life and one body so do your best to make it count so your years are full of life and full of health Remember, information equals transformation. So small steps each day and you will see a difference, I'm sure of it. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, You guys are great as always. And I will see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.